Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I am your host here, Chris Flaming, as always. And today I have the honor of welcoming Jessica O'Leary to the show. She is an HR professional with experience in the education and municipal specters, sectors, excuse me, specializing in benefit package design, strategy, and implementation. Jessica, thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be a part of the show. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Let's jump in. So I'm sure you have an interesting story. We were talking a little bit before we went on the air. Take me through kind of what led you to where you are now and how you came to be where you're you're currently at. Um, so I definitely had a career change that brought me into working into benefits ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so initially, you know, going through college and everything, I thought I was going to be a fashion designer. Um, <laughs> okay. And then, you know, certain things did not work out as, you know, creative careers that that happens and then thought I would do video production, which I actually now do on the side in photography. Um, But eventually for my actual career, um, I decided to jump into HR just because of my own work experience, like freshly coming out of college. I realized how influential it was to be an HR professional and how to me, it seemed cool to actually be a part of the whole business strategy and to actually be able to take care of your employees and be a a liaison between what their needs are and then also what the needs are of the organization. So with that, um, I just took a chance trying to get into HR because, you know, it can be kind of hard trying to get in. So you kind of have to get in where you fit in. Um, And so I applied for my first HR job with uh, Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD, just a benefits assistant, um, helping out with workers' compensation and um, benefits there. And after that, it kind of took a hold of me and and I've been in it ever since. So just helping uh, current employees, teachers, um, those getting ready to retire, you know, administrative um, employees as well. And then moving on to city of Carrollton um, as the benefits administrator there, potentially doing the same thing. I'm um, just on a greater scale um, of actually going into more of the design and strategy when it came to benefits. I briefly took on a position as a strategic services coordinator, trying to get a better understanding of how everything fit together overall within the organization. And then received a a wonderful offer from Uplift Education. And so now I'm here as Director of Benefits. So I had to step away for a second, but it brought me right back. And I have to admit that I truly appreciate, uh, you know, being or doing benefits and being able to assist employees and again, giving them the health healthcare products that they need. So it's incredibly important and it helps you retain employees. So I kind of like being a part of that. So what you mentioned when you were describing your journey, there was a there was a moment or an event that kind of grabbed you or took hold of you that you were surprised about. So what was that? Was it was it an event or you came to some kind of realization or aha that said, hey, this is kind of what I'm 
good at and I kind of have a passion for this. It became just my customer service background yes. and kind of being able to apply that to um, the healthcare benefits needs yeah. and kind of, you know, starting to understand more of insurance and how it worked and why it was so important. And honestly, once um, the Affordable Care Act passed and seeing not only how it started to impact individuals financially of having initially having to face that penalty. And then of course the administrative burden that, you know, kind of fell on organizations. It was like, then I was like, this is interesting how this is all playing together now and something. So you would, you know, when you're younger, you don't think of insurance that that much. You're like, okay, I get sick of his insurance. But now as you're getting older, like, oh my gosh, I really need this. And look at how it really impacts employees because everybody has their own health concerns. They have children now who have health concerns. And this is a big deal. And it's an emotional, you know, roller coaster yeah. of dealing with insurance. Right. So it was kind of like that emotional connection and realizing this is something people truly need right now. And that is kind of the moment that I was like, you know what, this is actually something that is important. And I really yeah. want to be a part of this and see what can I do to kind of help organizations and of course our employees to kind of be more comfortable and create some balance okay. uh, for everyone. All right. Fantastic. So if you could go back and talk to the younger Jessica, give her some advice, yeah. you know, go back and tell the old you something that you know now that you wish you knew then, what do you think that would be? I would say continue to be incredibly resilient. And yes, you need to learn all you can. I still kind of want to go and get like a insurance adjuster's license. I had worked yeah. on that and I didn't complete it. I did, you know, complete my master's degree, okay. <laughs> but there's so much into it. It's a lot deeper than just telling people about, you know, what's covered. It's understanding the policies and the laws that go behind it and exactly why certain things are covered and why it's not, because some of it is actually political as to why certain things may not be covered right. under your plan. So it's just understanding that. So I would just tell myself, continue to learn, like just, you know, read everything, every mm -hmm. newsletter that comes out, continue to network. I would tell myself that because it's more something I picked up later, whereas I wish, you know, I had started out you know, initially with that, but it, it is a beast to kind of learn. So it's like, you have to kind of learn as you go, as you're in it, basically. So that leads me into my next question um, mm -hmm. with what you just said. Is there something that you especially like about your career right now that kind of mm -hmm. surprised you or that you're surprised that you have come to, to know that you really like? I'm really surprised that I really like kind of being a part of the strategy, mm. making the decisions and actually designing mm -hmm. a plan and kind of guiding an organization to make certain decisions as to why we should have these benefit products and why these, you know, we should probably get rid of, they're not useful and helping kind of influence that decision based off of utilization or whether or not like nobody seems to use this, why do we have it? And kind of helping them understand and being more a part of the analysis, even getting deeper into the financials of premiums and, mm -hmm. you know, claims, all of that. I did not expect to get that deep into it. Yeah. Well, that could yeah. just be, that could be your fashion design background, right? That's part of the, it's just, you're designing something else and making right. that, making that look creative. good. Yeah. Right. Very the creative true. Side. Okay. Yeah. So that, so with that being said, you're into, well, you're like into the design part. So what, what do you feel like mm -hmm. are the main components of a competitive and well thought out 
benefits offering to prospective mm-hmm. employees? You know, what are the things that you feel like are necessary, not necessarily the benefits, but what's really important about when you go into the design? Um, definitely sticking to the staple plans, okay. uh, having like medical, dental, vision, everybody needs that. Yep. Um, but then it's kind of looking into more of those voluntary plans where you kind of have to factor in what's popular and then what is actually needed within your organization. Where do you see a need? Like right now, uh, my current employer, we have like universal life. We also have like accident, cancer, critical Ill- illness or hospital indemnity, um, insurance, disability, you know, like disability is one where you may need, um, for example, we have a lot of females within our organization. And of course, pregnancies, you know, is going to occur. So you want to have disability insurance, but it's like, you kind of have to think of your workforce, like, are they labor intense, where they're using their hands, where disability may be important, they want short-term disability, or do you just want long-term disability in case something happens and they're out for a while? And kind of thinking about that, like, what is actually needed? what is actually popular right now, and then kind of factoring that in and then making it look pretty when you present it. And then, of course, making sure you properly educate um, employees as to what it is so they understand why it's important to them, why it may be useful for them, because you don't want people just signing up for stuff because it's there and then they never use it. And essentially, they're just wasting their money. So it's kind of balancing it that way. Okay. All right. So then when you're, what do you feel like are some important considerations um, to get right when you're rolling out a new program, right? You've decided it's popular and that it's needed. It would probably have a lot of usage. So what's really important when you're, when you're rolling that out? Definitely communication, a good Hmm. breakdown of the plan and how much it costs. Okay. Because they're going to like, okay, you're offering accident insurance. How much does that cost? Okay. Now what is it again? (laughs) And then they'll yeah. go back to, okay, give me a highlights of it. Yeah. The first question is, what does it cost? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then they want to know what it is. <laughs> right, right. Right. It's like you tell them the name. Yeah. This is how much it'll cost you per paycheck. All right. And here's some highlights in a description uh, of exactly what it is so they can see if it's relevant to them. And then after that, it's really good to have a representative from that insurance company. If you can okay. come and speak and answer questions. People love to hear directly from uh, that benefits plan um, or from that company so that they can have a connection with somebody and answer all their questions. I mean, you know, they know that we are offering it through their employer. They're comfortable asking us, but it's kind of like an added bonus to say, hey, don't forget, we actually have a relationship with this company and you can talk to this person right here today about anything you want to know about this plan. Even having a recording available of that um, webinar, they can look at it later and still you know, just be able to have direct communication from the company as to what it is and what's covered and who to contact, file claims, all of that. Okay, so access and knowing who to, who to, who to talk to if they have questions mm-hmm. or need things. Okay, so now let's change gears just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think are the important skills that are needed when you're dealing with employee relations. You mentioned early in our conversation, you know, mm-hmm. benefits can be like money can be emotional. Um, yes. People don't always make decisions based on their intellect or rational thought. Sometimes emotion gets in the way. So what mm-hmm. have you found as being the really important skills that you need when you're, when you're dealing with people and, and, situations where emotions might be running high as it relates to their benefits? Emotional intelligence, for sure. Hmm. Being able to truly understand, you know, somebody is 
upset, that they feel overwhelmed by the information that's provided and they just don't understand. So that's really the reason that they're frustrated Um, and having that level of patience to be like, okay, let me try to communicate this another way so that you understand this is covered (laughs) in this plan. It's not covered in this plan. Maybe you do need to pay a little bit more so that you can pay a little bit less later. So it's like you're almost emotionally intelligent and then you do have to be in a way like a financial advisor. Like, let's look at your paycheck. Let's see how much you can afford. You know, if you, I always think about like our high deductible plans, for example, people get confused if there's another plan that seems to cover more, but the premium's more, but they always look at what they're paying every month for the premium. So they'll pick like a high deductible plan because it seems less. Whereas if you pick the plan where it covers more in the deductible and the actual coverage, then that would actually work better for you, especially if you have certain needs that would be covered under this other health plan. It's kind of breaking it down and looking at it that way. So again, you're like financial planner. (laughs) And then sometimes you're a little bit tax specialist because now we got to explain, okay, well, before taxes, you know, you want to make sure you do pick your benefits to be pre-tax because if you're going to report less income to the IRS, whereas post-tax, you know, you can do your deductibles later, but want convenience. Like there's so much into it. So uh, I would say number one, for sure, again, emotional intelligence, just be able to really read and understand the real reason why somebody's frustrated, be able to properly communicate, and then add in a little bit financial advisor and tax specialist to break it down from there. Okay. So can you think of a a time, obviously without sharing any personal details or confidential Mm -hmm. information, can you think of a time when you had like a, a really satisfying HR experience or a win um, working mm-hmm. with an employee, uh, either it could be in your current position or in past ones. I mean, I can think of a few, um, you know, right now we're still in the great recession and there's still a lot of people that are retiring. They're like, you know what, that's yeah. the time. Yeah. So <laughs> not only just moving on to other things, but just saying, Hey, I'm done. Right. So I did have one person when they were uh, put in for retirement, they just wanted to know how much of their pension uh, or how much taxes from their pension was going to be taken. And so initially I was like, well, that's something you'll need to speak with like a CPA or financial planner about. And then I went, I was like, you know what, hold on. Like it's, the internet has everything. So I was like, let me look. <laughs> we can and find it. I, we'll, we'll search I, it on YouTube. Find something for There's got to be a video somewhere about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so what I actually ended up finding is that through it was TurboTax, but now, you know, all these financial sites, they have all kinds of tools and resources. So the first one I found was through like TurboTax, but then the other one was through NerdWallet and they actually have like calculator. a tax worksheet. Yeah, yeah. Calculator. And you put in how much your pension or, you know, your income is going to be. And they'll tell you exactly how much taxes are going to be coming out. So I sent that to him. So he felt better knowing exactly or for as best as possible, how much he would take home from his pension payment. So then that way he could properly plan since of course he's going to have reduced income now and what else he needs to do to make sure that him and his family are comfortable when he finally decides to retire. Additionally, um, I had a few people where when I was working with um, the city and through their pension, when you retire, you can do like a lump sum. Uh, out of what you would receive monthly. And of course, it reduces your monthly pension, but you still get a lot of money up front that you can use to pay off bills or some people kind of splurge a little bit to gift themselves for retiring. Uh, Some use it to start businesses. And so um, there have been a few times where people had not gone to even look at what their estimate would be or how much they would receive 
um, when they retire at a certain point. And so I had a woman come in, thankfully. Thankfully, she came in like a year out and she was just curious to see if she was eligible and everything. And turns out what she thought she was going to get, she thought she was still going to get 100% of her pay. And of course, that's not what's going to happen. And so I'm just showing her what it would be if she retired the following year. She was able to say, oh my gosh, okay, so I need to put more aside. Yes, so these are the other retirement plans we have available for you, like a 457, Roth IRA. So let's start saving now. You're over 50, let's do a 50 catch-up, you know, 50-year catch-up. Let's see what other options are there for you so you can put a little bit more away if you can afford it, and then that way you're more comfortable. So for me, be able to catch somebody at that moment before they went ahead and retire. It's like, oh, now I'm going to be broke. <laughs> you know, be able to help them ahead of time. That yeah. right there was a proud moment. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you came to yeah. me. Well, and that I think that's the key. Uh, a lot of people that I work with are, you know, five to seven years away from retirement age. And so if we can determine if they're on track behind or ahead, then we at least mm-hmm. we have some time to fix things or some time to do some additional saving or to reposition what they need to do with their debt or pay things off in order right. to get in a spot where then they can comfortably afford to do that when they want to. Okay. That's great. So let's do like a, a lightning round. Let's do some quick questions here. I'll ask you some things and you tell, this is like stream of consciousness, whatever comes to mind first. So what, in your opinion, what do you hear as being the most wanted benefit or perk from the employees that you work with? Um, I would say right now, like tuition reimbursement or assistance okay. Okay. Um, for those who are still in school or thinking about going back so that they can further their career. Even if it's for certifications, they want to receive some kind of reimbursement or assistance for trying to to grow in their career. With their education. OK, awesome. Now, something that pe- that you don't really what's something they really don't want to see go away, like absolutely necessary. I would say definitely still like medical insurance, (laughs) like the staple like that, Um, and disability. I think employers like short-term disability, um, you know, a lot of them may offer long-term disability for free, but I think offering short-term disability as well, because you never know. And we just, we're still kind of going through the pandemic, although it may not be as um, bright and shiny within the media right now, but still you never know what could happen. Life is unpredictable. And for some things, maybe your health could be unpredictable. And so having short-term disability for available for situations like that, I think is smart to keep, or at least okay. try to implement. And I would agree with that hundred percent. And is, is there something in your career or in your experience that seemed like a really, really good idea as far as a benefit, but it kind of just flopped. Like it didn't really get, People didn't take it on or it didn't catch on like maybe the industry thought. I would say like the secondary, like medical supplemental coverage, Okay, um, where I guess it is like hospital indemnity, where if you are going to be in the hospital for a while, then it would cover. But that doesn't happen for everyone. And of course, there's all kinds of pre-existing things that they will check for before they even approve it. So we didn't have a lot of people that enrolled in it unless they were expecting. So that was pretty much it. So it's kind of like. Low adoption. (laughs) Right. It's like you might as well just save money that, you know, matches your deductible versus adding Mm -hmm. this other plan that's going to be an extra $50 per month. Right. Yeah. And you can only put so much lipstick or makeup on something to to make it look good. Right. Yeah. So it's like just choose your benefits a little bit better so then you don't have to add this other plan. So, okay. All right. Awesome. Outside of work, is there something that you are really passionate about personally? 
Yes, um, I have my own photography and videography business. I saw that. Um, That's right. So yes. talk about that. Yes. So uh, persona, photo, and video. So that's something that, you know, another thing I originally went to school for was uh, communications and broadcast journalism. And so now was able to kind of pick that back up. Like my son has a little YouTube channel. And so I kind of do some videos for him. And then I have done a few events uh, within the year. So definitely I need to pick back up a little stronger, but it's pretty much like my weekend gig <laughs> that I can kind of go back to and kind of, you know, have some fun and do again. So doing that photography and stuff, it's fun. And, you know, like a lot of times, like when I just want to go walking, I like to just kind of go and walk around. There's a few parks around my area that are just beautiful and easy kind of grab the camera and just start snapping okay. and so to get back home and edit so it's something that I love helps me relax and it kind of allows me to nurture my creative side again awesome all right so switching back to career type stuff what do you kind of see as the biggest opportunity in the company that you're currently in when it comes to benefits are there you know some aspirations you have for uh, what you're doing there there are. Um, <laughs> right now, you know, we're kind of just looking into options as to redesigning our health plan. The big thing right now is a lot of school districts are members of the TRS Active Care Medical or Health Plan System. And so they are considering whether or not it's a good idea for them to actually leave or maybe stay um, based off of how much it may cost um, or utilization within their district. So we, of course, like many are considering that option. So whether or not we're going to stay fully insured or go self-insured. And so um, with the city of Carrollton, I've seen that done where they transitioned out of being fully insured and going self-insured and it really worked well for them. So now, of course, looking at uplifted scene. Is that something that would work well for them too? Because of course, it's going to be different for everyone. Uh, so that's the biggest opportunity. And then of course, kind of designing plans around that. So we can kind of give a full extensive package that is best fit for our organization. So okay. that for me is kind of fun seeing what's out there. We're getting ready to do a survey now to our employees, just asking kind of, do you like our plans? Are you satisfied? How important are they up? Are they to you? Do you plan on re-enrolling in these benefits? Um, and then kind of going from there and hearing from them what they would want. They can provide recommendations as well. Um, so far, I've heard about uh, requesting um, infertility treatment, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then, of course, I usually get something about pet insurance, <laughs> so which is fair. But now there's so many discount programs that provide it. So it's like you yeah. don't really need to offer it. Um, there's other outlets where you can get that and get it at still a really good rate. So, and also I have uh, received requests in the past about gender reassignment surgery as well. So even if, you know, right now there's still issues about it actually being covered under insurance, but what else could we do as an organization for someone that wants to have that happen just so they feel more comfortable within their own body. So that's something to consider as well. So, so we'll see what happens next year. We will. It's always changing. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> never a status quo. So uh, on the flip side of that, what do you kind of see as the biggest challenge in your organization from a from a benefit standpoint? Is it sifting through all the options or are there other things that you, that you think you need to overcome? Um, I think sifting through all the options and all the vendors that are out there offering care and saying they provide the best of pretty much the same thing. Um, <laughs> so it's that. And then, of course, you got to think about the money. 
Like, mm. what can we afford? What can we subsidize? How much can we subsidize for our employees so that it does not break the bank for them and finding that balance as to employee shared work responsibility for those premiums and what can we offer to reduce that, that burden on them? So those would be the biggest things that you always have to kind of think about and understand that somebody's not going to be happy, but we are still going to do our best just to make sure that we're providing an excellent package for them. Yeah, you can't please everybody all the time. No, no. <laughs> Especially in the United States, because we all we like yes. options more and more and more choices. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. It's hard for people to make a decision when they have like 50 choices, but yes, we'll giving them to them, Jessica, we'll keep offering. All right, is there <laughs> anything that you think um, that I should have asked you that I didn't? I don't think so. But I would just like to say for anybody that is thinking about benefits or let's say, you know, you're unhappy with the benefits at your organization, then consider a career in it. Kind of jump in and help out. You know, there, I mean, it would be nice to have a lot more experts and support in the field and those instead of complaining, like, Give us some real solutions to yeah. <laughs> help out. Right. Um, right. So I would I would say that people kind of, you know, shun away. And even I'm like, yeah, working benefits are like, oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's not so bad. <laughs> it's not so bad. Um, you know, it is it is um, a heavy career, but at the same time, it can be incredibly rewarding once, you know, you see those employees who are happy and it really is working for them and they're able to get what they need and the treatments that they need and our plan does meet their needs. So there is some benefit to it, you know, as well. So it can be incredibly rewarding. So right. So what I heard there is don't complain, get involved. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Help find the resolution. That Especially is, with that, everything, a- everything going on within our society right now when it comes to insurance and everyone should get it for free. Help us find out how to do that. <laughs> Get, get into, you know, politics and legislature and help us change the laws that are preventing that from happening. Um, how can we fund this? Help us figure it out. So again, don't just go and complain on social media and somebody makes a post about healthcare and prices going up and you start being a social media war- warrior and you want to complain. Nope. What you got? Give me a real solution. Yeah, what's <laughs> Jump solution? in. I think that could be the, I think that could be the title of your first book, Jessica. Don't complain, <laughs> get involved. Yes. And you can do all the artwork and the pictures and all that stuff too. Hey, I don't mind that. Right. (laughs) It's right up your alley. Cool. All right, Jessica, listen, I want to thank you for taking the Mm -hmm. time to be here with me today. This was a really good time. I enjoyed it. It's been a true pleasure to interview you. And I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in, watching the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we look to raise the retirement confidence of everyday people to another level, one show at a time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, watching, and listening. We'll see you next time. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.